This is the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley, and along with my co-host, Michael, we bring you the insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. On last week's show, we talked with Stephanie Bonte-Labert about the importance of authenticity in business and with Linda Waterhouse about how she became an accidental business owner. In our Business Builder segment, we talked about why it's important to know the big why that drives you to succeed. Michael, what do we have planned for today's show? Well, first up in our Trends and Insights segment, Janelle will be talking with Nikki Rausch about the growing trend of creating online communities for your clients. Next, in today's success interview, we'll talk with Debbie Whitlock about creating sustained economic independence. And in our Business Builder segment, I'll be back to talk about the importance of having clear business goals. You're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper and let's get started. First up, it's Trends and Insights, your insider's look at industry changes being leveraged by today's most successful coaches, speakers, and authors. And today we're talking with Nikki Rausch, founder of Sales Maven. Welcome, Nikki. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I know that Michael and I have learned so much from you, and we're so excited that you're here with us today. I like to ask all of our guests, to share a trend that they see that's impacting coaches, authors, and speakers? The trend that comes to mind for me is that it's so important right now for as a, as a trainer, as a speaker, as a coach, is to build a community of your people. So not just offer a one-off class, not just work with people privately, but give them an opportunity to connect and build community. And it's interesting you say that because I think that's something that so many people are looking for and mm-hmm. don't know how to find. So what would you tell people that they need to do differently or suggest that they do differently to build that community? Well, one of the things that I suggest to my to my people, the people in my community, to get them to connect. Well, first, I, let me back up and say, one of the things that I do is I spend a lot of time making introductions. So I actually will send an email introduction or a message through Facebook and introduce people and encourage them to connect. And then in my classes, I actually encourage my participants outside of class to get a phone call scheduled, spend some time getting to know each other because it it makes for a much richer environment when people feel comfortable with each other. And and, uh, what's been awesome to see is how many people have connected outside of a virtual class and who are attending networking meetings together or going to lunch together or looking at ways to collaborate. So it's Mm -hmm. been awesome. Well, I think there are so many ways that people can connect and collaborate. And unless you take the time to get to know someone, it's really hard to know what those are. They don't just magically appear in front of you and you get that kind of um, light bulb moment that says, okay, here's how we can work together. It's really about building that relationship, which I know that you, you know, really value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the relationship always, the relationship piece to me always comes first, and everything else follows, whether it's sales, whether it's um, a collaborative opportunity, whatever it is, when you spend time really committed to building the relationship, it just makes everything else so much easier. Mm-hmm. 
That's so true, and that is how we connected. We were both at an event and just sitting down and having a conversation, and we had no idea where it was going to go, but it's been a great you know, connection and relationship. Absolutely. I mean, I look back on that that night, or well, I guess it was the day that we met, but then that late, that evening where we sat around the table and just really kind of got to know each other, and and that really is one of my best moments from last year of going like, so many great things have happened as a result of that of getting to meet you and Michael and connect with you guys and work with you guys. And, um, yeah, and it was all about we just built relationship. There was never an intent to sell each other something or, you know, get something from each other. It was just like, let's just sit down and have a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So do you think Facebook groups are a great way to build those communities? Um, Or what other suggestions might you have for people to use? I do think Facebook groups are like a first starting point. The other suggestion that I have is do take them offline. You know, send a private message that isn't like, I want to sell to you. It's like, I'd really like to get to know you. Are you willing to set up a time to to meet? And a meet could be a Skype call. It could be just a phone conversation. Or in person is always best, of course. Mm-hmm. But look for those people inside the group that you think, they've got some cool stuff going on, or they just, I feel their vibe. It feels like it would be in sync with me. So I'm going to reach out to them. Because the other thing, I think most of us feel kind of shy. I know I sometimes feel a little shy about reaching out to people. But I find that for most people, it's very flattering. I'm super flattered when people reach out and want to connect with me. So that's what I would say is just remember that it's flattering. You know, we all want to be loved and liked and, and wanted. And so reach out to people. Yeah, that's a great um, suggestion. And I've actually, um, I had a friend who we started with, and I've done it with a couple other people too, and we've been doing some Skype um, or Zoom virtual happy hours, just a a time to get together because we live, you know, too far apart to meet, but it's great to kind of catch up and see what's going on and have those conversations. It really does help take it to the next level. Absolutely. I've become a huge fan of Zoom this last year. So that is like the best, the best way. I love that you're doing virtual happy hours. That's fun. It is. And it it really is a great way for us just to stay connected to what's going on and, you know, keep those relationships going. I think sometimes people think they have to do everything in person and you don't. I think, I mean, in person is, is ideal, but being able to see someone is such a different experience than doing it over the phone. Absolutely. Being able to get a sense of their facial expressions, their mannerisms, you know, there's so much more you can pick up when you get to see their face. And also it just builds that when you do get back together in person, it's like, oh, here's my long-lost friend who maybe I haven't seen for a couple months, but I kind of feel like I just saw her last week on the call. You know, it, mm-hmm. just, it feels it's easier again. Absolutely. And I know one of the things that really changed um, after we met you is, you know, these are things like it's, it's one of those things that you know, but you don't really think about is kind of one of those light bulb moments is really looking at communications I'm getting from people. And over the last few months, I've actually gotten off over 600 email newsletters, and I still have a long way to go, but I really started looking at each one and saying, okay, are they just trying to sell to me, or do they really want to build a relationship with me? And I'm using that kind of as a decision factor to simplify what I'm getting in my inbox, but really look and see, is it about them selling to me, or is it about the relationship? I totally agree. I'm, you know, I write a newsletter, and I send one every week. And um, it's important to me that there's a tip involved in it so it is not a sales, like buy from me, um, sign up, work with me, all of the types of stuff. And I feel the same way when I get people's newsletters. I think, are they giving me anything of value or are they just like, you know, tooting their own horn or are they just selling to me? Because that never feels good. It shouldn't be about them, I don't think. Personally, I think the newsletter should be geared towards the reader, not Mm -hmm. about the sender. 
That's actually a great tip, and I do look forward to your newsletters, and they're one of the ones I open as soon as I get it because you've got um, a great quote, you have a tip, something that I can use to get me to think differently or that I can implement, or oftentimes I get something that I can share with someone who I know just needs to hear that message, and that's one of the ways that I keep connected to people and build the relationship is passing something along that I know would be a value to them. And it's amazing how many people will respond to that. Thanks for thinking of me. This was so valuable. I think oftentimes we think we've got to have original content or ideas to keep those connections going and to share. And there's so much in front of us, we just have to use it. Yeah, that's brilliant. And thank you for your compliment. I do think, again, when you send something to somebody and say, you have been on my mind, or I saw this and I thought of you, again, it's super flattering to know that people are thinking about you, that people care about you, and it feels really good. So I love that you you aren't getting caught up in the, it has to be original content, or that you can find something and go, hey, this made me think of my friend Lisa, or this mm-hmm. made me think of something Michael would benefit from, you know, and you send it on. That's, I, I think, again, that's, that to me is back to building community because people will love you for that, and mm-hmm. they'll want to stay connected to you. Absolutely. And we did that for a long time thinking, okay, we've got to have original content. And that is really exhausting. And it's all about repurposing what you do, what you come across, and certainly giving credit to where it comes from. Mm -hmm. But it's all about leveraging, and you don't have to do it all. And I think once you shift that mindset, it opens up so many opportunities and just so many doors for you. Absolutely. I agree. So what do you think people should take do as a first step if they want to start building a community? Because some people may say, I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to do. And I think reaching out to them and starting those conversations, introductions are great. But what would be a suggestion that you would give to people to move forward with building a community? Well, one of the things, like back to what you had said about doing some type of a virtual meeting for people where maybe you get on there too. So you don't just do an introduction. You say, hey, what if the three of us jumped on a Zoom call and just spent some time and then getting to know each other? Now, when you get on the call, when you're the person making the introduction, I always think that, uh, again, this is, a, this is a credibility builder for you, but it also opens up the conversation. Is spend a couple, you know, a few seconds or a minute or so touting the accomplishments or the things that you really appreciate about the person on the call. So if I was going to be introducing you to somebody, I would talk about all the things I know about you and that I appreciate about you and, you know, what a superstar you are in Phoenix and what a superstar you are for eWomen Network and all these accomplishments. And then I would turn to the other person and I would do the same for them. Because again, this, this builds like right off the bat. People feel really good because it's like, wow, I didn't know Nikki thought all these great things about me, and it's always, again, flattering to hear nice things about yourself. But it also gives the other two people some place to start a conversation because I may share something about you that the other person's like, hey, I didn't even know that about you, and I'm interested to know more. Mm-hmm. So no, I say great. jump on that call, yeah. And I know one of the things that we've been doing is doing um, calls instead of doing them as phone group calls. We've been switching more of them over to Zoom. So I certainly encourage people to um, look at doing that on, you know, one of the different, you know, services that are out there. So how can our listeners get in touch with you and learn more about what you do and your business or even sign up for your newsletter? Thank you for asking. And they could absolutely visit my website, which is your sales maven. Dot com, so Y-O-U-R, S-A-L-E-S-M-A-V-E-N.com. And on there, there's plenty of opportunities. There's a lot of resources. My blog is up there. There's places to click to, to sign up to get the newsletter every week or download a free training or watch a video with a, with a really quick little sales tip in there. So, yeah, the website is probably the good, good place to start. 
Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And we'll put a link on our Turn Knowledge to Profit webpage with today's interview. And I'd love to have people share what they're doing to create a community of their connections. Thank you for your time, Nikki. Thank you for having me. We need to take a real quick break, but stay tuned. When we return, it's our success interview, and you don't want to miss it. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. Imagine the feeling of being seen as the go-to expert in your field and having that at no extra cost for marketing, plus having more time for your family, friends, vacations, and hobbies. You don't have to imagine anymore. Hi, I'm Kristen Baker, sales, money, and success coach, and I want to share my proven formula that I use to close over $100 million in sales. Go to kristenbakercoach.com, that's K-R-I-S-T-E-N, bakercoach.com, and access my free checklist called Turn 100 Leads into $20,000. Find out in less than five minutes if you've been sitting on a gold mine of ideal clients. Stop wasting time and money on sales and marketing methods that don't work. Start by going to kristenbakercoach.com, download my checklist, and let's get started today. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit, and I'm your host, Janelle McCauley. Today's success interview is with award-winning business coach, Debbie Whitlock. Debbie is also an eWomen Network Managing Director of the Year from 2013 and 2014, and a very close personal friend. I've learned so much from Debbie, and it's a real treat to have her on today's show. Welcome, Debbie. Uh, thank you for asking me. It's such an honor. You and I can you and I can fill up time talking about things we love like nobody's business. So I know people are going to get a real treat out of today's show. I know. I always love our conversations, and the thing one of the things I love the most, and we've been talking about that, are because we're in different states, is having our virtual happy hours. So <laughs> it's like we're face to face even when we're not. So it's a great way to stay connected. Absolutely. I think more people need to do that too. Absolutely. I love to start each of our conversations by asking our guests just to share a little bit about their business background. How did they start their business and how has it evolved over time? Yeah, that's a that's a wandering journey, I think, for a lot of us, and thank you. So I'll rewind super fast uh, 20 years ago and speed through it until the most current. So uh, go back in your time machine. It's 1996, and I have just been laid off from a job that I kind of loved, but knew wasn't my heart's calling. Uh, when I had an opportunity to get involved with a small boutique brokerage company in financial services, fell in love with like helping families solve problems around money, um, built up an agency, ended up buying a business, built that up, hit those hallowed seven-figure numbers that women entrepreneurs want to get to. And shortly after the crash of 2008, started to ask myself, like, so what is it really all about? Like, what is, this, what is this really all about? And I had kind of gotten to the place where I recognized that my message was bigger than the walls of my traditional industry. And so I took a giant leap, and I sold that piece of the business, and I launched out as a coach to focus specifically 
in the space of women entrepreneurs and cash flow efficiency. So really taking all that mystery away from money, taking all those years of working with money and women, and really applying it to their business and giving them the tools and the skills that they need to be able to create, you know, sustained economic independence because that's what it's about. You know, women have such passion and purpose for what it is that they do, and yet the money can be so mysterious, and I take all that away and make sure that all your systems are there and the processes are there to support everything so that you can run the kind of business that lets you lead the kind of life that you love. So what do you think, um, we're going to go a little bit off track because I think this is a really important discussion. What do you think is one of the big roadblocks for women and money because they want it. They've got a lot to offer. I think they would do a lot of good with it and make a big difference. But so many women are struggling. They're struggling to make decisions to invest in themselves. They're just struggling to make ends meet. And it's not because they're not working hard. Mm-mm. No, I just I was having a discovery session with a woman, actually another E-Woman member in Portland, just before we got on this interview, and she and I were having this exact conversation about women not knowing how, when, and where to invest in themselves, and at the end of the day, it comes down to this fundamental feeling of self-worth. And so what is it, you know, what are we worth? Who are we to, right? And so we can get wrapped on a really cellular level and hold back on investing in ourselves because there's a couple things that start to happen. One of them is, you know, we look at the, um, we look at what would have to be sacrificed in order to make, say, an investment in ourselves. So that's one story that starts to pop up. And then the other part of the story is, but who am I? to do that. I haven't achieved this. And then the final piece is a lot of women just don't know where they should, they don't know which is the next best step for them in their business at this moment. And so like we had in a previous conversation, they start chasing all the shiny objects, right? Without Mm -hmm. that clarity of the vision for what it is that they do. But you know, ladies, here's the thing. And this goes for guys who are listening too, but, but it's not about the cost of the program, the product, the coach, right? It's about what it's costing you not to have clarity about whether that's the right program for you or what it's costing you because you're not saying yes at exactly the right time. So how do people know what the next best step is? Because people say, They want it. They say they want to do bigger things. They say that they're ready, but yet they're almost, I almost see it where they're, they're frozen because they just can't move forward. And you and I have been around enough entrepreneurs at events and with eWomen Network that we know if you don't take action, nothing is going to change. And standing still is still a decision. Absolutely it is. And so I'll just say, like, this is the, this is the part of the interview where I'll say, how do you know? Well, you get somebody to tell you, right? And that's, again, that's the first place where you start to invest in yourself. So you've got to get yourself a coach. And this just isn't me plugging me as the coach. It's saying you have to get somebody who you're paying for advice to give you feedback to objectively look at your business in a way that you can't because you're just too darn close to it. So that's the first place that you start. Well, how do you figure out what coach is right for you? you got to get clear about what's happening inside your business, right? And usually you need to bring somebody in to clean up the place that's the messiest first, and then they can help you put together that what is the next best step to take trajectory or plan. But it's a process. You know, it's a process. And if you're not sure, you know, where to even start in the coaching world, you know, it's like finding a, you know, when I moved to the new community I'm in here outside of Seattle a couple years ago, as much of a shift as that was just in general lifestyle, the two things that I was most terrified about 
was not living on my own for the first time in 40 some years of my life. It was, where am I going to get my hair done and who am I going to trust to get my dry cleaning, right? <laughs> well, I didn't just pop in and start like having, I, I asked my girlfriend, I said, who, who do you know, right? So if we think about that, back to your question, Janelle, is it's the same thing in business. Ask other people, you know, I'm really thinking I need to get some support. Who do you know who could talk to me about this? right? So if somebody is, is having those conversations, then you get to have the intentional conversation with a potential service provider who could be a fit for you or not. And if they're not, the great ones will always have another path for you to choose, right? They'll always mm-hmm. help you decide, even if you're not right for them right then, or they're not right for you right then, they'll at least be able to say, okay, I think here's where if I were you, I would go. Because a lot of those conversations are as much about mentoring as they are about anything else when you're in that early stage, like how do I know where to go? No, I I absolutely agree. And I think also it's really important for people to understand that having a coach does not mean that the coach does the work. You still have to do the work. Because I hear people say, well, it didn't work. Well, and then when you ask them what they did, well, my coach just said this, this, and this. It is going to take work. It is going to take you stepping in, taking responsibility, not saying it didn't work because. Because we can always point the finger at someone else, but when something doesn't work over and over again, we need to look at ourselves, what we're doing, how we're owning it. I know you and I have had this conversation because we've talked to a lot of people that it's amazing how many ways they can say, it wasn't me, it was, you know, it was the economy, it was this, it was that. And they're not getting results, and until you start owning it, you're never going to get those results. Yeah, it's it won't happen. You know, it just simply won't happen. There's a there's a you know old saying out there that says if you if you're out for your day and you run into a jerk, you run into one jerk, you likely just <laughs> ran into a jerk. But if you're out for the day and you run into 10 jerks, you might want to look at yourself because there's mm-hmm. a common thread here, right? And so that's the kind of thing like if you're, you know, if if you know, you're hearing somebody talk about, "Oh yeah, I've done seven coaching programs." It's like Good gravy. That's a lot of coaching. How's it working out for you? Oh, I'm not getting what I want. What are you doing the work? The statistic that we hear out there is that most people who enter programs, whether they're one-to-one private programs or whether they're group in some capacity, 80% of the people who sign up don't finish. Wow. Isn't that shocking? Why would they spend the money and do that then? That's insane. Exactly. You know, that's the whole, you know, shelf help kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is the other thing. I think in our society and in our culture today, like, the vast majority of people want a quick fix. We can get everything delivered to us in less than 30 minutes, right? So mm-hmm. we want our businesses to all run at that same level. If I invest in this coaching program, then that will fix my business. You know, I'll have people, you know, call me because they focus on this area of cash flow. Typically, when the boat is, like, halfway sunk, and they want me to rescue them. You know, they're like, okay, so here's my problem. I'm at a negative cash flow. I've been running here for this amount of time. What can you do? It's not up to me to do anything, Marilyn. Like, it's really up to you. Like, I know what we need to do, and I know how you can do it. My question is, why hasn't it been happening so far? Mm-hmm. Right? There was a woman who called me a couple weeks ago. And she was interested in working. And this was kind of the problem. Like she had her, her business, she tried to grow it at a rate that wasn't appropriate. Mm-hmm. So she got way down the road into scaling her business before she had a, a regular stream of customers. Mm-hmm. And she now run herself into this, you know, negative cash flow situation. But, you know, she's like, so how can you fix this? I'm like, well, I'm going to tell you right now, you need to hire four of your nine, you know, fire four of your nine people. Mm-hmm. Like you've got too many people. You don't have enough work. So until you bring in more work, you need to let people go. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was like a light bulb for her. Right. An absolute light bulb for her. But we have to have people in our lives that will tell us things like that. And I do believe that we need to be investing in that in ourselves and in our businesses to get people to tell us, you know, with a great deal of candor and truth. Because look, my girlfriends would tell me I'm, I'm awesome all day long. But it's my coach who will kick me in the pants and say, yeah, you're awesome, but you're really stinking right now. Like, mm-hmm. What's that about? 
you've got to do the work. That's the only way you're going to get the results. I absolutely agree. We need to take a real quick break. Um, and when we come back, uh, and this has been a great conversation, I want to shift it just a little bit and talk a little bit about products, services, and offerings and how that can help you grow your business. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit Radio. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. This is the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. And I'm your host, John L. McCauley. In today's success interview, we're talking with Debbie Whitlock, and if you missed our conversation before the break, you need to go back and listen to it. We were talking about how you decide who to spend money on, how to work with a coach, and really how to make a good decision about what you need to grow your business, and Debbie's an absolute expert in that. I want to shift just a little bit, Debbie, and talk about the types of products that you've used to grow your business. And I know you've gone from one-on-one coaching to small groups to doing some different things to really leverage your time, reach, and impact. Could you just share that with us, please? Yeah. So I am um, possibly your least traditional person uh, when it comes to the products that I've invested in in my own business. So I'm either really lazy or really clever. So my investments in my business in order to be able to perform at the level that I do have always been around, you know, increasing my performance to give the client the ultimate result, to, you know, work through my greatest asset in my business, which is my head, right, my brain. And so those are the kinds of investments that I make in my own business and then take those tools and reframe them in a way that I know will land, you know, for my clients. Because I think that's for a lot of us who are coaches and authors and speakers is that our tribes come to us because they know we're doing work and they know that's an area that they want support in. So we're kind of like the cliff notes to that. But I absolutely love investing in anything that has to do with human behavior, um, human performance, peak potential, um, and how to be effective with our relationship with time. You know, if we all only get the same 24 hours in the day, then how do I get to leverage 
you know, mine in a way that serves me and my business, um, you know, in, in the way that, that lets me do my greatest work for the, for the clients that I have. And it has, it's shifted, you know, I, I, you know, we talked in a previous conversation, like I was, I was one of the minions for a long time. Like I wanted to build my business, like all the successful gurus that I saw out there. And I realized that wasn't my space. That wasn't where I did my best work. And so I finally figured out where my sweet spot was, you know, in terms of time and efficiency in order to serve, you know, the appropriate number of clients in the way that, that, that feeds both of us, um, you know, and, and lets us get what we need out of it. So how have you shifted that? Because I know that you've, you know, have done the one-on-one. So what did you find? And I know it's different for everyone. So kind of where is your sweet spot? Yeah, so my sweet spot, I know my genius. My genius is in private one-to-one work. It is mm-hmm. absolutely in that space. And I looked, um, you know, a little over a year ago now at, at exploring what it would look like to do group, right, to leverage in a group way. So when you look at, um, you know, when you look at, when I looked at ways to leverage my own business, it was I can either leverage by bringing in more people at a certain price point. You know, that's one model. The other model is bring in fewer people at a higher price point. Right? And so I thought, well, let's just see, you know, how this, you know, lower price point, more people, can I use that as a feed into, you know, into other work? And what I quickly realized with 150-some people in my first group program, um, that that wasn't my jam, as the cool kids would say. Like, that just wasn't where I did my best work. Because mm-hmm. where I know I serve and where I can really make a big impact in business is by getting into the guts of what's happening inside somebody's business. So... I fulfilled that relationship and those conversations uh, with those people in that program. And after the first of the year, did a big pivot, um, dramatically increased my rates, and um, my business has never been been better. I'm working with a caliber of clients that is absolutely perfect for me. I only work with clients three days a week. Um, I have a couple of small groups, uh, four people maximum in those groups where I get to do facilitated mastermind and accountability and micro laser coaching a couple times a month. And that has turned into my perfect business model. I couldn't be happier. I love that because, you know, we've talked about people trying to fit into a model and, you know, it doesn't mean that you don't try it, but if it doesn't work or doesn't feel right, you don't have to keep doing it. And I love the fact that you tried it, you did it, you know, found out you can do it, but it's not what you're passionate and love and... You know, you find your find the price, and if your price will attract the type of clients that you want to work with. Absolutely, and here's the thing too, Janelle. You know this. Like people will tell you all day long that your business model is wrong. Mm-hmm. Like people told me for years that my business model was wrong, that I couldn't make a good living doing private one-to-one coaching. Like that just was, you know, not unless if you were going to charge fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. And I thought, gosh, you know, if I'm charging fifty or sixty thousand dollars a year, I'm going to start to feel like someone's employee. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that, right? And I also know that there is a segment of the entrepreneurial market that I get. And it is that woman who has built her business and she's trying to figure out her what's next. What does that look like for me? But she doesn't know how to figure it out. She's making some good money. Things are going okay. But like me, and see, this is it. We teach what we know, right? This was, that's my story. Like, I, I, things were going good. I wanted to try something else. I gave it a go. People loved it, but it didn't fill my heart. Mm-hmm. So I got to come back and I got to retool my business and I got to figure out the way that really serves me. And again, if you as an entrepreneur can, can work with somebody or partner with somebody, even if it's with an accountability partner or a mastermind partner, to get clear on some of this. You know, I had one person who said to me when I did the 150-person program, you know, he said, well, how'd that work out for you? And I said, you know what? It was the best thing I could have ever done. Like it wasn't, to me, it wasn't unsuccessful. It was the best thing I could have ever done because otherwise I could have spent, you know, eight more years, five more years, and, you know, tens of thousands of dollars investing in technology that doesn't fill my heart. Like I want to touch my clients. I want to hug mm-hmm. them. I want to look them all in the eye, and I want to see the passion for what they do and help them make sure that who they're supposed to serve is getting the message they need so that everyone gets to make money and, and have a good time. 
Absolutely. So how do you um, figure out what are the things that you absolutely have to do in the conversations, how you can leverage tools, resources, products to really make sure you're getting the biggest impact with your clients? Yeah, so I you know, I think that, you know, for all of us who are coaches, you know, we can get stuck in the minutiae of our business, right? I got really clear with myself a few years ago about the 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 percentage of my day that I wanted to be doing only the thing that I could do. And that was coach. That's all I wanted to do that day. And so I had to take a look at what were the things that were pulling me away from the time on my calendar to make that happen. Well, the interesting thing is, you know, and this is a growing, you know, uh, curve, I think, for all of us is, you know, increased my rates, shifted some of the deliverables to some of my clients. One of the things that I found is that I didn't have enough time built in, you know, to take care of the tasks that I had promised. And so I was not meeting deadlines, and that doesn't feel good to me as a person, right? Mm -hmm. So I had to take a look at what did I need to do better in my relationship with time and how I managed my calendar during the day? And then what were the things that my VA, you know, from an administrative and support standpoint could do for me? Or what is it that I need to pull somebody else in? You know, my VA is almost $50 an hour, which is so worth it because I trust her with my life. And there are some tasks that I don't need to be paying her $50 an hour to do, right? So Mm -hmm. I can find another, you know, resource, but she manages that for me, right? So I don't have to manage it. So really being clear on, you know, what are, what are the things that only you can do in your business and then figuring out how can you spend 80% of your time doing that mm-hmm. um, and bringing in the people around you who can take care of the things that, that you don't need to do. You don't, I mean, I say this when I speak all the time, you don't need to be doing your books. Even if you're, your book, you're a bookkeeper, don't do your own books. That's a mm-hmm. bad idea, right? Um, you need to be able to find the people that can support you. And if you're, you know, you're the face of your company. So you need to be the one out there marketing. You need to be the one attending the networking events. You need to be the one blogging in your voice. You need to be doing your Facebook Live videos, right? Those are all things that you can do, but the minutia behind it, somebody else can handle for you. Absolutely. And one of the things that we love to do is work with, coaches who love one-on-one coaching, but to, to help them take a look at what they're doing because there are a lot of things that they do that they can actually turn into handouts or tools or products, and we do that through a product roadmap, we help them look at the things they're doing over and over and over again and really adding the value in the one-on-one coaching, in the accountability, the things that you really are very difficult to systematize. And, you know, we just love doing that because it really lets them reach much further. Well, what I love about, and I think... I think what you guys have done is absolutely genius, quite frankly. Um, and, and it's such, you know, for all the coaches and speakers and authors, like you have to talk to these two because they know what they're doing. There are a dozen things that you as a coach or a speaker or an author are doing every single day, multiple times a day. It's a message that you're sharing. It's something that you're sending that you could turn into a product that either is going to be the beginning of a funnel, you know, into, into your sales funnel to love people into working with you. It could become its own standalone product, right, that can be generating money for you 24-7 even while you're sleeping or while you're doing your next great speaking gig on the main stage at some big conference, right? Mm-hmm. See, the challenge is for almost every speaker, author, coach I know they all say the same thing. Oh, I know. I want to have a program. I just don't know how to sit down and do it. Well, don't. Like, that's right. my best advice. Like, don't. You know, make an investment in somebody who, you know, like you guys, Janelle, who, are get, who have been able to take this. You know, Michael has this beautiful ability to see the thing that the entrepreneur can't see and then to turn it back into a program product that actually, again, can either, you know, add to your sales funnel or drive more revenue to your bottom line, which always makes me happy. 
I know. I, and I, you know, we love doing it. And he really does have a gift for doing that. So thank you for your kind words. So how <laughs> can our listeners learn more about you and what you have to offer? Yeah, thank you for that. So, you know, I always invite people to my virtual home. So if you go to DebbieWhitlock.com, that's where I live on the interwebs. Um, There's a blog there, and, you know, I greet you on the homepage and talk a little bit about who I am and why I care so much about, you know, entrepreneurship and cash flow. Um, If you're on Facebook, I run a – I moderate, I should say, a Facebook group called The Profit Lab. And, you know, this is really a community that I started a year ago with the pure intention of bringing like-minded entrepreneurs together who wanted to start having conversation without feeling like they were in some sort of predatory environment, right? So it's a no-no to the promo zone. We keep it really clean. Um, It's all about sharing best practices. What are you doing? I'm stuck. I might moderate or facilitate some conversation during the day, but... Those are probably the two places that people can get to know me best. And I'd love to, you know, welcome you into the Profit Lab. It's a closed group, but you can just request to join, and I'll welcome you there with open arms. Perfect. Thank you. And we will put a link to your website on our Turn Knowledge to Profit radio page with today's interview so people will be able to get to you directly. So the time has gone so fast. As we end our time together, can you give our listeners just one piece of advice that they can implement in the next week to really help them scale and build their business? Yeah, so I would say this is the best time of year because it's fall and, you know, we're doing this interview right now in September, but, you know, this is really good for any time of year. But this time in particular, being really clear about what it is that where it is that revenue comes in from your business, right? I believe that all business models should have three revenue channels. So if you have one or two, start to evaluate where three is. If you just have one, start thinking of what would that look like, right? Because what I know is that as economies shift and as you grow, you need to be able to look at different ways that that revenue can come in. If you're a coach, maybe coaching is one revenue and speaking is another, right? And maybe that speaking becomes a leverage point to drive private clients back to you. So you can get paid on both sides, paid to speak and paid you know, when those people fall in love with you and your message. So I would just say take a look seriously right now at where's the revenue coming in in your business and what additional channel could you bring in? And if you brought in, you know, one additional revenue stream this coming year and it was, you know, pick your number, X percent of your total revenue this year, what would, what would it look like? you know, to be able to to have that extra revenue and where would it go? Like put that revenue back to work is the other thing. So like we were talking about like investing in yourself is another thing. So maybe there's a program that you want to do, right? But you've been thinking, gosh, I don't want to pull it out of my current revenue. Well, what is a revenue stream that, again, with information you already have, like Janelle and I have been talking about, that you could put out into the world that could increase your revenue and let you invest in that next program, that next product, that next coach that you're ready to have your own relationship with to really be able to move your business up to that next level. That's an excellent suggestion. So thank you very much. And thank you for all your generous sharing and for all your time today. Thank you, Janelle. I love being here. I love you guys. And thank you so much. So we need to take another really quick break. And when we come back, it's our business builder. So stay tuned. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. 
If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment today, we're going to be talking about business goals and why they're so important. This is a great conversation to have because I know you and I have been talking about it a lot lately. There are a lot of people that are not clear about what their goals are and they're just trying to throw darts against the wall and hope that something hits and they have success. But I think it's important for people to understand why business goals are so important. Well, whenever I talk about business goals, I'm always reminded of that conversation in Alice in Wonderland between Alice and the Cheshire Cat. As Alice is walking down the road, she encounters the cat and she asks the cat where, which way she should go. The cat then asks, where do you want to go? Alice answers, it doesn't matter. And then the cat says, well, then any road will do. What this really means is that if you don't know where you want to go, then you're really just wandering around and it's difficult to make progress in any one direction. Personal and business goals are essential for you to make progress. Knowing where you want both your personal life and your business to be in one year, in five years, really helps keep you focused and helps you move forward towards those goals. You know, and we had that conversation last week because she walked in on a call that I was having with someone and I had given her a number of suggestions of things that she could do and she had reasons why none of them would work. And I finally stopped and asked her, what do you want to happen? Where do you want to go? And she couldn't answer the question, which is one of the reasons that she's not getting the level of success that she's looking for is because she's really not clear. So I think the clearer you are, the easier and better it is for you to be able to hit those goals and know if you're on target, know on track. Absolutely. It's really important and it's really important to be very specific about them. So um, a lot of people have goals that are, I want to be successful or I want to have a lot of clients or I want to be financially independent or, you know, whatever it might be, but you really need to be specific. So how successful do you want to be? How do you measure success? What does that mean to you? What kind of life do you want to have? Do you want to uh, work with clients one-on-one? -on -one? Do you want to work with large groups? Do you want to speak before big audiences? What really drives you? What are your goals? Where do you want your business to be is another question. Do you want it to be a full-time 40, 50, 60 hour a week business that is generating lots of income? Or do you want it to be a part-time business that generates enough for you to live on while you go do other things? We know a consultant that we uh, work with um, and she takes 10 weeks a year off every year to travel. That's just one of her goals. And so knowing that up front, she structured her whole business so that she can afford to be away 10 weeks a year and still have enough to pay all of her bills and live a good life. So it's really important to know what those goals are. And I think it's really important to have those goals for everything that you do, whether you're going to an event, whether you're hosting an event, know how many people do you want in the room? 
What are the goals for the number of people that you want to meet? Who do you want to meet? And we were at a recent event and it's amazing because both times, one of the things that we always do is we always get to know new people, not hang out with the same people we always know. And we met people that wanted to meet us. And it always works out that way. You put out the kind of put it out to the universe and it will come back in exactly what you need. And I love that each week we have these conversations with different coaches, authors, and speakers, our success interviews. And if you want some clarity on goals and having a vision, go back and check those out because these experts are very clear on what they want to accomplish and it's really helped them get to where they want. Now the roads sometimes twist and turn and that's okay, but at least you've got something to help drive you down that path. Yeah, it absolutely amazes me when we do these success interviews. You're correct. I mean, we always ask them, where do you want your business to be or where are you going next? And they always know. They always have an answer for that question. They know exactly where they're going, what they want to achieve, what they want to put in place to make that happen. And so I think that really is at the heart of their success that, as you said, even though their business maybe isn't going in the direction that they originally thought it was going to go, that there's twists and turns, there's evolution along the way, they always know from this day forward where they're going and where they want to be. Because you adjust it. It doesn't mean that you set a goal and never change it. You change it whether you evaluate it once a quarter, every six months, once a year, what works for you. But the thing that always fascinates me about the success interviews is people are, there are very few people who are actually where they thought they would be when they started their business. And it's amazing where they are. It's really gone way beyond what they could have envisioned. But once you get on that path and start getting into action, you can see what you need to adjust and make those changes. But when you're standing still, there's almost nothing that you can do that's going to get you to where you want to go because you need to get into action. So you just reminded me of a story that I had heard a while back and I just forgotten until this moment. Um, having a goal is really like being on an airliner headed for a destination a long ways away, say Hawaii. As the airliner is on route, it's constantly course correcting. The autopilot is constantly looking at where the plane is, where it needs to go, and how it needs to adjust for winds and, and other things. And so it's always adjusting, always adjusting, always adjusting. And you need to really think about your business the same way. Where are you today? Where do you want to be a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, whatever your horizon is? And what do you need to put in place in order to get there from here? That's a great um, reminder. And I think it's important for people to understand that you do have to adjust. You do have to make those corrections. And, and one question people always ask is, how can I use products to help me reach my goals? Well, that's a really great question. And when I work with clients, I always look at what are their long-term goals? Because there are so many different ways that we can put together an offering, be it a product or a service, that will get them to their goal. But they need to know what their goal is. Again, earlier we mentioned, uh, or I mentioned, do you want to speak before large audiences? Do you want to work with clients one-on-one? -on -one? Do you want to do um, sit at home in your office and and teach over the internet. I mean, there's lots of different ways you can package up your knowledge and they're all good. There's nothing wrong with any of them, but it depends on what your goals are. I know you and I took a mastermind or were part of a mastermind a number of years back. And when we got into the mastermind, we realized that the model that they were teaching, which was basically speak from the stage, just wasn't going to work for us. It wasn't going to work in our industry. It wasn't going to work for what our personal and our business goals were. Now, that doesn't mean we didn't learn anything from the mastermind. It was one of the best masterminds we were ever in because we learned all sorts of things. We met really fantastic people. It really pushed our business ahead. But that was an example of us trying to use a model or use a product or use a service that 
just didn't fit our goals. And if we had really taken the time to assess our goals up front before we decided to join that, that group, I suspect we probably may not have joined them because it just wasn't in, in sync with what we wanted to do. And that's why I love that one of the key things that you do when you start a conversation with someone who says they want to develop products is really understanding where they are, where their business is, and where they want to take it. Because then you can really help them find the right solution for where they are. You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for our future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week. Turn knowledge to profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.